We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show Wednesday. Nope, Thursday now. See, I'm mixing up my days of the week at this point, Keith. I can't believe that it's the end of November, November 30th. It is a Thursday. I, I, I just, I haven't, we've been decorated for Christmas for weeks and I still can't wrap my brain around the fact that tomorrow is December. This is blowing me away. Yeah, we, uh, our reminder that was we pulled into school today to drop off and they had the, um, you know, midterm exams were what was like on the board at school. It was like the mid-year exams are, uh, uh, coming up in just a couple weeks, which is crazy too. I mean, she, our daughter only has like two full weeks of school left, and then, uh, and then we're we're already in the Christmas vacation, which means the year is half over. It's just flying by. It really is. It really is. Yo, Keith, it felt like it took forever to get to October to get to the NBA being back, and now it's back. And man, it is just it, the the year is flying. But the next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas, and yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Crazy, can't believe tomorrow's December first. But anyway, we I guess we should talk some some NBA basketball here at some point. Um, before we do though, quick note here. Uh, yesterday, I asked for people to go check out Raptors Nation, the uh, the YouTube channel for it, which is one of our sister sites. Um, the link wasn't working for a bit, so I put a, a new link over there on that video. Also, I'm going to drop it in this video if you guys wouldn't mind checking that out. Uh, toss a subscription over there. Luca does a tremendous job. We're getting that off and running. So do us a favor. Click that that link, go check out Raptors Nation and just hit that subscribe button. We're trying to bring up their subscribers. So again, would appreciate that. Um, let's get into our first story of the day, though. And I think I think this is probably the biggest one that the Bulls are now focused on finding a Zach Levine trade. So this isn't like, well, the Bulls are now more open to a Zach because that's where we were before. The Bulls are yep. more open to a Zach Levine trade than they ever were. Now it's the Bulls are focused on finding a Zach Levine. That that means to me, this is going to happen. They're planning on moving him. Like they they they're going to. I, it's not going to happen tomorrow. I don't think. It's probably going to be closer to the trade deadline. Maybe it happens sometime in January or something like that. But the Bulls seem like that's their plan moving forward. Is let's move Zach Levine and then see what we've got. 
Yeah, I, I think that's where we're headed as well with, with this. This was a reporting from Casey Johnson. He's covered the Bulls forever. Um, uh, he works now for NBC Sports Chicago. And one of the things he said was uh, when teams are calling uh, Artoris Karnisovich, the Bulls executive who runs the front office, about other players, they've been getting the answer of, we're focused on a Levine trade right now. We want to see what the roster looks like after we do a Levine deal. So that tells me, yeah, then they're looking at a Levine trade. Again, we're going to sound like, you know, beating the dead horse here because a little bit we are. There's not going to be a Levine trade probably for at least about another two weeks. Uh, when, when we get to December 15th, when the vast majority of the league can be traded, we may then see things start to get moving on a Levine trade. Generally, though, it's more towards the end of the month. Uh, sometimes into the beginning part of January. Uh, it's not like December 15th is you know, going to be deals flying left and right. It doesn't really work that way. And certain teams, as we talked about, if the Lakers wanted to get involved, mm-hmm. that's probably closer to January 15th because they'd be trading guys who have a trade restriction until then because those are players that they re-sign themselves. So uh, we'll do another day when things are much slower and we have more time we'll explain what the difference is between the two dates uh and why they exist that way um but just know for now it opens up about 89 90 percent of the league can be traded on uh december 15th so that's probably when we would be looking at a potential levine trade uh at least starting to make a lot more sense for chicago yeah, and this is, I think this is the right decision for the Bulls, depending, of course, on what the return would be. I think this yeah. is the right decision for them, and I don't know that this should be the the end for them either. I think if they're going to move Zach Levine, okay, you can let the dust settle and see what happens after you move him, but then you got to start looking at DeMar DeRozan, you got to start looking at Alex Caruso, Nikola Vucevic. Those guys are all going to have interest around the NBA. We can talk Patrick Williams. Is he part of the future or not? Uh, but... This, I think, is the direction Bulls fans have largely been wanting to see. That, hey, this isn't it. This team isn't going to go where you want it to go. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's make some moves, get some assets for the future, and move on. Uh, In terms of uh, Levine, though, aside from the teams that we've heard, because we've heard he's interested in the Lakers, we've heard he's interested in the Heat, Um, there was one other. Who was the other one? It was Lakers, Heat, and 76ers. Sixers, that's right. Okay. And we've also heard pushback from all of those places, I think, at this point, that, well, they're not really that focused on a Zach Levine trade. We've seen, though, in the past where, like, Donovan Mitchell's going to New York. Oh, no, wait, he's going to Cleveland, right? Damian Lillard's going to Miami. Oh, no, wait, he's going to the Bucks. Who's the oh, no, wait team in this scenario that comes in that's not one of the main teams we're talking about that gets Zach Levine and you go, oh, That kind of makes sense. I think if we go off what Las Vegas is telling us, it's the Indiana Pacers. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they have them much higher than we would ever think of uh, them being in the potential uh, Levine rankings. And I think that one makes sense from a couple different standpoints. One, they have the ability to go get them. They're they're sitting on about $9.7 million in cap space. That's already huge, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. roughly one quarter of Levine's contract can be eaten up by cap space they have buddy healed who's almost 20 million dollars now you're talking one or two more guys need to be in a deal and you're already there you've matched salary on and we know buddy healed's 
it, it, it that one's a little weird because we kind of heard, hey, they're going to work on a trade, and then it just went complete silence. Yeah, we didn't hear anything uh, since then, and that's been now what that was, you know, well over a month ago at this point. So we'll we'll see what comes of that, but they could get there. The other piece is they are not a free agent destination. They cannot just go out and just sign uh, a guy like a Zach Levine. It's not going to happen for them. So how do they do it? They either trade for him or they develop those guys themselves. So if you can get in on a guy like Zach Levine, it would make a lot of sense. So I could see that potentially being uh, that team that kind of comes out of nowhere and everybody's like, whoa, what happened here? So so we'll see you know, where, where that all kind of comes into play and comes together. But I think there's a chance, you know, we could see the, the Pacers. And what do we always say? Vegas knows something, right? Because that's the Pacers yep. are a public team. So you're not throwing the Pacers in there just because. Like if all of a sudden the Knicks were very high odds, it'd be like, well, yeah, because they're trying to get people to vote. Or not vote, but, but bet on the uh, on the Knicks. You know, the people aren't doing that for the Pacers. So if they're that high, that tells me maybe they've got a little insider information on something could be going down there. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine the Pacers over the last month or so have probably been, and you said things have been quiet on the Buddy Heald trade front. It's because they've, the Pacers have been so busy wildly celebra- celebrating the fact that their offense is actually really, really good, and they've got they've got a fun team, right? That's that's not necessarily what, what we expected coming into the season, but the Pacers have been a lot of fun, and they're in a position where you got to wonder, hey, if we make a little push here, could what could we do? Could we make some noise if we wind up being the team to go get Zach Levine? That's... It's the unexpected thing. It's the it's the fantasy team that 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 grabbed Puka Nakua as a flyer and suddenly, <laughs> hey, I've got a really good guy here, and now and now I can really make it make a run that you weren't expecting. Uh, maybe that's what the situation the Pacers are in. Let me throw one other team at you, Keith. What about your Orlando Magic? What about <laughs> what about Magic? Well, I mean, you know what I mean, like your hometown sure. or Orlando Magic. So what? And I say your because you are you are close to that team. Um, sure. The the Magic been one of the surprising defenses of the NBA. It's currently ranked third in defensive rating. They've got movable salaries. Their offense hasn't been bad. They're ranked thirteenth in offensive ranking. But are they? Could they potentially be in a category two where they say, you know what, we're actually a little bit better than we expected to be this season? Maybe we make a win now move when we were initially thinking it was going to be another year before we're ready for that. Yeah, it, I, I get it. I get the logic behind it, and I get asked this regularly anytime um, this subject comes up. It's like, why not Orlando for Zach Levine? Uh-huh. I just don't know that it's the right player at the exact right time for them. They've been extremely patient. They have no desire to really let's you know, ram this thing through and try to get you know, into the playoffs right now. Uh-huh. And I think if you're going to make a move like that for Zach Levine, you have to be certain it is the absolute right guy to yes. make the trade for. Cause otherwise you now have, you've given up some tradable salary, probably going to have to give up a pick in a trade like that. Cause they're not going to send out one of the marquee young guys. So then it becomes all right, You made that move. And if it doesn't work, all of a sudden you're sitting there saying, man, now we're a little stuck, right? This was not the exact move we really wanted. So I think it's just going to be a little um, you know, tough uh, for them to pull off a trade like this because I, I just don't think he's the right guy uh, yet for, for them to do this. I think they could do a big trade. I just don't know that it's for Zach Levine. Yeah, I agree. I, I, 
I think they're a team that you could argue makes some sense, but I do think you're right when we talk about their MO and kind of how the Magic have, have proceeded. Um, they will probably be a little bit more cautious. And I, But I think it's a fair question for any team trading for Zach Levine, right? Is is he the guy? Is this the mm -hmm. guy that takes us to the next level? Because if not, well, that could certainly limit the trade market. Speaking of which, just to, to put a bow on this, what, what do you think the trade market is for Zach Levine? Like, are you picturing a bidding war here? Or what should Bulls fans expect? Um, I think a semi-bidding war makes sense. I It's not going to be like, hey, Donovan Mitchell's on the market and everybody pony up. The Bulls are not going to get a return that is, you know, monster package of good young players and a whole bunch of draft picks. Uh, so just because we're on the Bulls topic, I wrote about uh, breaking up the Bulls for Spot Track today. The article is up. Uh, you can find it um, on my uh, uh, Twitter X uh, timeline or on direct on Spot Track. It's the lead article on the site. And the, the trade I pitched was actually a three team trade where he would go to Indiana. Indiana would send Benedict Matherin and some other young guys to mm -hmm. uh, to the, the Bulls. And then the 76ers would get Buddy Heald in a trade and both the Pacers and the Sixers would also send a first round pick Pacers, one of their own picks. And then the Sixers probably one of those Clippers picks uh, that they got was my, was the thought process I had behind it. And that to me seems like the kind of return you're looking for an interesting young player, uh, a little bit of matching salary, and then probably a pick or two. You're not going to get the four first round picks and swaps and, you know, three good young guys. It's just not going to happen. Teams aren't going to make deals like that right now. So it's probably something along those lines. If you're looking at the Donovan Mitchell trade, if you're looking at the Rudy Gobert trade, Bulls fans, you're probably going to be disappointed. Um, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that haul for Zach Levine. That said, he's a good player. And I do think mm -hmm. there's going to be, I do think multiple teams being interested is a likely outcome here. Um, I just can't say the price is going to get crazy high because again like we said four years under contract again it didn't seem to deflate gobert's value but it it takes it takes one team right to just fall in love with a player i don't know that one team is just going to fall in love with zach levine i think the wolves situation was kind of an outlier yeah. um so yeah zach levine i think the the market will be there but it's not going to be like teams are going to be climbing over each other to go get them yeah that said Let's see. I mean, we still are two months out from the trade deadline. It may mm -hmm. serve Chicago a little bit. Let's see if, you know, unfortunately, somebody has an injury and then it's, hey, we're a contender. Let's try to make, you know, something like this happen and go get them, uh, you know, and may, may make it, you may make this a guy our run. The big thing is you're taking on, you know, some of his contracts already been paid out this year, obviously, but four years and $178 million. After this year, three years, $138 million. That's what, what you're bringing in there, and probably slightly more because he'll get a little bit of a bump with his uh, trade kicker that comes in because that'll take him up to max salaries. But it's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, this is definitely, uh, going to be something we'll be monitoring here, uh, for the, the next little bit with Zach Levine. It's one of those things where you got to remember too, like GMs, they have to go to the team's owner and say, Hey, I need yeah. $180 million yeah. for, yeah. for Zach Levine. And, and the question is going to be, does he put us over the top? Right. It's not, and it's not the situation too, where you could say, you could say, okay, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep the profit when I flip him next year, like Ricardo Rincon. <laughs> yeah. um, that's not, it's not going to be like that. So that's, 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 that's real. But I know we look at it in cap math and everything, but that's real money that you have to put out. 
uh, for for Zach Levine, and so that's that's a factor in all of this too. And it could be more, right? Because if you're to become a tax team, then you get the yeah. tax penalties on top, and yeah, and then it's years after that, and then you're talking about a guy. It's I think he gets a little bit of an unfair rap, and I'm guilty of this too, of saying eh, he's had knee problems all this because he hasn't really missed all that much time. Uh, mm-hmm. since the initial knee injury that he had. He's really been fairly durable, but there's always kind of something just little underlying problem there. And as he gets older, those little problems tend to become a little bit bigger problems. And it's all like guys uh, miss less time as they age in general. It generally tends to be more. So that's going to be another concern is, hey, wait a minute, I've got $45 million of a player here and he's played mm-hmm. in 60 games. You know, what are we yeah. doing uh, with this and 60 games might actually be on the high side and the you know highlight. So that's going to be another question. There's a just a lot of things you have to answer. Is one is he the right fit? Where do we feel about health wise? And can we afford this? You know, can, can we afford this contract uh, through the next uh, three four seasons? All right, we've got another trade topic that I want to get into here. Gordon Hayward drawing interest from multiple teams. Before we do, just a quick disclaimer. I'm starting to see out there, Keith. I'm starting to see the. Team X would like however many first round picks in exchange for, for this <laughs> yes. player. Keep in mind, this is if you want to go, if we want to just rewind to last year, last year we went through this whole thing already. So people, people see what they want, how many first round picks for that guy. It's this time of year. Nobody's serious about trade discussions right now. Everybody's asking for the moon and they get more realistic the closer we get to the February trade deadline. It's February 8th. This is totally normal for this time of year. Don't overreact to it. And also keep in mind that not all first-round picks are created equal. Your team may say, I want three future first-round picks. But if a team comes along and says, yeah, but I'll give you a real first that looks like it could be a lottery pick, that probably carries more weight than three firsts that are top 20 protected or or whatever it is. So we got to keep that in mind too. Not all first-round picks are created equal. And teams ask for the moon right now. Don't overreact when it comes out that Team Team X wants three first-round picks for a guy that you think is just a rotation player. They can ask for whatever they want. Doesn't mean that's what they're going to get come February. Yeah, two things either happen. Either they get serious and they come down, or like we saw with Leon Bogdanovich, you don't trade him. Right, he yeah. ends up staying there because they never came off their ask of reportedly two first uh, for Bogdanovich, and we're going to have a little uh, good news story on him uh, here yep. in a little bit. But yeah, it's that that's what happens as you end up in these spots where it's yeah teams ask, but it's 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 the art of negotiation, right? Is you you start out high because you can always yep. come down. You never want to come in and be like, ah, oh, you know, Gordon Hayward, I right, give us a second. And then you find out another team's like, man, we would have given you a first. And then it's like, right. Do do? You know, we kind of blew, blew that a little bit. So yeah, that said, Gordon Hayward. Okay. Right. It's yeah. If you're getting in the Gordon Hayward business at this point in his career, you're going to get a pretty efficient guy, especially if he's like your third, fourth, fifth guy on your team can still shoot, can still pass. He's still a fairly solid defender. Your problem is, He's going to get hurt. He's going to miss time. He's not going to be on the floor for you. Let's say he gets traded around the trade deadline with what's that? Usually about 30 ish games left in the season, 25, mm-hmm. 30 games. He's probably going to miss some of that time. Uh, unfortunately, as Celtics fans know, gets hurt sometimes in the postseason too. 
So it really comes down to one, can you afford the contract? I believe, let me make sure I have this right, 31.5 million. So there's your first big That's, chunk. Yeah. Um, but but just one year remaining, right? Just the final year. Yep. So that, you that helps. Might be able to get into it that way. And here's what's important in this new world, right? If you're one of these uh, apron teams, you're not going to be able to say, ah, the Hornets will just buy them out. We'll get them then. You won't oh, be right. able to because he makes more than the non-taxpayer mid-level. He won't be eligible to go to any of the tax apron teams. He will only be able to go to non-tax apron teams. So that becomes a, a challenge here. If, if you want them, you're kind of going to have to go get them uh, via trade. And that also has benefits because then you get his bird rights and everything mm-hmm. else. And you resign them. It's not that you don't need his bird rights to be able to give him 35 million, 40 million year, or something, right. but you want his bird rights to be able to give him 12, 15 million. If it works out, you, that's still you know better than uh, what you would give him. Otherwise, if, if you're, you're a team that can go get him, So I, my guess is Charlotte, maybe finds a trade for him 31.5 right on the tipping point of being a little hard uh, to match salary on they should be trying to find a trade because they should be opening up minutes for mm-hmm. brandon miller any way they can uh, to get him on the floor more and more and more especially when the roster is healthy but yeah we'll see yeah and you know what like i i don't I'm not expecting them to get a lot back, but if you're the Hornets, you should be trying to get any kind of future asset back, anything that you can, because otherwise Gordon Hayward's going to go somewhere else in the summer. You're not going anywhere this season. Mm-hmm. Get what you can for him. I almost, for. if I'm the Hornets, the way I plus up my return, give me some bad salary. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to give me a, you know, a player, like it, it doesn't necessarily make sense for them because of, hey, Hayward wouldn't make sense for the Bulls uh, in the position they're in. But if it was like, all right, we'll take Lonzo's contract, but you also got to yeah. give us Patrick Williams. Yo, okay, that's, you know, now we get Patrick Williams who we can take a look at. Maybe we like him and we'll eat Lonzo's contract. And that's how you plus up your return. That's yeah. an option out there. In those deals, again, those will become more available as we get down the line uh, with this stuff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, let's get to, uh, well, let's, let's get to a couple of positive stories here that, that we've got. Not, uh, not necessarily trade-related here, but uh, first one, injury update here. Trey Murphy and Bogdan Bogdanovich are on the cusp of Boyan returning. The other one. Boyan. Oh, I put in the wrong, wrong <laughs> yep, Bogdanovich. Right. I... <laughs> it's been a day. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it has been a day. It has been a day. I went to the wrong Bogdanovich. You know what happened is last night on Lakers Nation, somebody was asking me, uh, a question about Bogdan Bogdanovich and would he be an interesting trade target and all that. So I was digging through Bogdanovich stats be. and everything. Yeah. So I, I flipped the two guys. Boyan Bogdanovich is the guy who's returning. Um, the, the the Pistons, they need all the help they can get. They need all yeah, the help absolutely. they can get. Yeah. And uh, if they can get him back, that that obviously does help. But is this, and we'll get to Trey Murphy in just a moment here for the Pelicans, but is this is this the year that, that Bogdan, assuming he comes back and he's healthy, is this the year he gets moved? Should be. I mean, again, He's not helping them enough to matter uh, for the the Pistons. It, may, it doesn't make sense to have him on the roster beyond the fact of just getting anybody who can shoot out there with Cade Cunningham would be helpful. But I think, you know, that ship has sailed now. It's move him and go. But my thing with the Pistons is, and I, I went on a little it was only a two tweet, but a little mini rant on Twitter last night. Like I'm just beyond frustrated with the whole Pistons experience now because they stink. Yeah. They it's are fun terrible. To and I, I don't know about you, and, I, and I'm not trying to knock your guys down. I didn't feel like the Lakers even played all that well in that game, and they just destroyed them because Detroit is yeah. awful. Like they are so bad on both ends of the floor and they're bad without any real hope and purpose. Like the Spurs are bad. They've lost, I think it's 12 in a row, but at least it's, all right, we're trying the Sohan thing at point guard We're we're giving Wembenyama all these reps. Is this a total aside, but is that a secret tank move? The Sohan thing at, at point guard? I don't think so. Cause you don't, you don't generally start tanking day one of the season. Right. And, and, there's no once in a lifetime prospect. If this was a year ago, sure, right? Because you're yeah. trying to get one Binyama. That that guy doesn't exist. I mean, Isaiah Collier, ESPN. We're not going to get into it too much because it's way too early for our show. But yeah, ESPN just put him at the top of their draft board in the most recent yeah. mock draft, and he's a great player. But he's not like no one is like, oh my god, we have to get this guy. And there's nobody else in the draft that you're there. So I think for San Antonio, it's more of a recognition of. Hey, we're going to be bad anyway, so let's try some stuff, which is right. fine. That's what you should be doing if you're a bad team. Like Washington, for example, continues to give way too many minutes, in my opinion, to guys who are not going to be part of whenever the Wizards are good again. Like it's 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 time to start. The, I mean, we're a quarter of the way through the year. It's time to start looking in a different direction. Detroit, on the other hand, it's just a mess. Their lineup constructions are terrible. Monty Williams looks like he doesn't want to be there. Like I don't, and to some extent, he got a, he got a big contract to be there. Yeah. 
And but he even said in his introductory press conference, like, yeah, at some point the offer was too good to pass up. Like, that's not great. Right. No. He's not known as a talent developer. He's known as a guy who comes in with veteran teams. So just mini rant. I'm tired of it with the Pistons. They stink and they they're bad without purpose. I have no interest in really watching the team anymore. You're not learning anything valuable about any of these players or anything. So maybe Bogdanovich helps him, but yes, trade him 100%. Get him out of there. He can definitely help a team because this guy can still score and shoot. And we know that's a you know skill that that has increased value once you get into the postseason. I think Monty Williams was planning on taking the year off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was correct me if I'm wrong, but he had at least one year left on his son's contract. He would have still been paid out by the Suns. Yep. And the Pistons offer was just eventually became too good to pass up. Like you said, I don't think it was, oh my gosh, I have to get right back into a head coaching job and it needs to be Detroit because I believe this is the place where I build a future champion. I don't think that was necessarily the the thought process for Monty Williams. I think this was a, uh, I can't pass up that many zeros on uh, yeah. on this contract. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and, and I'm not blaming him at all. No, 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 no. You get that kind of money thrown at you, you get it, take you it, get it, right? Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it's just frustrating watching that team because it's again bad teams that are bad with purpose. That's fine. Like Portland is a bad team, but they're playing a bunch of young guys. They're figuring out some of what they've got. San Antonio already mentioned. Um, you know, it's, it, that's okay. It's just when you're just bad and it doesn't look like you have any real direction or, uh, you know, franchise continuity, that's, that's a huge you know mess. And that part is hard to get behind. Uh, positive though, Trey Murphy coming back, uh, Pelicans getting healthy, getting their guys back in the fold, starting to look pretty good. Um, you know, they, they're mm-hmm. playing okay right now. I think they are, what are they? They're 10 and nine. So not, you know, setting the world on fire or anything, but they're in the mix in the West and, and, you know, they're, you know, knock on wood getting, getting healthier. healthier and have kept some of their guys healthy. Jose Alvarado went down in their most recent game. Uh, so we'll see if he goes back on the shelf. Looked like his ankle maybe again, but CJ McCollum's back. Uh, they got Najee Marshall back. Now you're going to get Trey Murphy back. Um, that's big. And that team needs another shooter and another mm-hmm. shooter with size is going to be helpful. So now I'm curious to see how this lineup start to work because, yeah. You got Zion, you got Ingram, you have Murphy, you have Herb Jones. That's four guys that ideally would probably start, and it's a little hard to start all four of them because you're going to have McCollum in there, and none of them are five, so you're probably going to have Valanchunas in there. So Murphy probably, I'm guessing, comes off the bench out of that group, at least initially, and then maybe he overtakes Herb Jones, but Herb Jones is by far and away their best defender, so that gets a little tricky too. It feels like that one probably resolves itself through a trade, not necessarily this year, but down the line. All right, let's. I'm going to do the negative story here, so we can finish with a positive. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors lose Chris Paul and Gary Payton the second. Now, Chris Paul for just a contusion, you know, not lose long term here, but uh, but he's going to miss some time. Gary Payton the second though, torn calf. Yeah. That that oh my gosh, that sounds awful. Um, he's going to be gone a while for them. Um, so this is, this is a, a tough blow for a Warriors team where Gary Payton, the second was you know, doing some things for them. And, uh, and they are, they haven't been quite living up to expectations this season as a team. So now, and they they lost Draymond for a five game stretch there um, due to suspension. Now they're going to be without two of their important backcourt players here for at least the, the near future. 
Yeah, sorry. I'm laughing because the dog is hiding under my desk because he doesn't want to go into his crate and they need to be locked up because we're leaving the house uh, for a few hours to go to go to our daughter's soccer game. So he is uh, he's 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 got himself wedged in there pretty good underneath my desk uh, right now. So we'll oh, take care of that after the show. Um, here's here's breaking confer- confirmation here. And, I, and and that I'm I'm glad your dogs are already preparing for your departure. But but Woj, Woj just tweeted out Trey Murphy is indeed love planning it. to make his season debut against the Spurs on Friday. Yeah, we love that. As for the Warriors, Gary Payton, the second massive loss. He's their best backcourt defender, yeah. especially Clay Thompson's just not that guy anymore. Um, he, he's actually now better defending threes and fours than he, he's mm-hmm. probably never going to be again. Remember back in their peak run, he took on the point guards, right? He was the yeah. one covering the point guards and Steph kind of would go out and hide, um, a little bit. So that's a, a little bit of the challenge there. Um, Chris Paul, it sounds like there's some nerve irritation too. So this could be something that kind of comes and goes with him and, and we'll, we'll see. So big losses for the Warriors in their backcourt for sure. Yeah. Yeah, not not good, and uh, the injury bug continues to ravage the NBA. Um, and but... right now they're outside of the the playing tournament. They're eight and ten, mm-hmm. uh, so they they they're actually surprisingly as much as we've all heaped uh, you know lots of uh, criticism on the LA Clippers. The Clippers are a half game ahead of the Warriors uh, right now yeah. in the standings. So, so you're saying we we need to be more critical of the Warriors? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish with this. Great news. Bronny James cleared to play. You know, and this is not, I I mean, we can get into the NBA ramifications and does LeBron go wherever he gets drafted and all this kind of stuff. It's just after, after what he went through suffering a cardiac arrest, it's fantastic to hear about a young man who now has the opportunity to go and resume doing what he loves and get back to playing basketball because all of that was very much in question. I mean, whether or not he was going to survive was in question. When that first happens, your, you know, your your initial fear is, oh my gosh, is he going to make it? And now here we are at the point that he's going, he's able to get back on the basketball court. I mean, just a an absolutely fantastic, fantastic bit of news. Yeah, absolutely. Not not only is he gonna make it, as you said, because sometimes these stories end up very tragic. Um, yes. But also, like if you go back to when we were his age. That's it. You you would have been done. You would not have played again because yeah. it would not have had ways to trust that you could be could play and be be safe and, and all those things uh, there. So that is um you know something that is you know just incredible how far this has come in you know twenty ish years of time of now we he's going to play again and they'll be able to monitor everything and I'm sure they'll have him you know, all wired up with whatever they need uh, through practices and games to make sure they're checking all of his vitals and all mm-hmm. that stuff is okay. But yeah, just really, just a great story. I mean, we'll get into the NBA stuff another day uh, yeah. because quite frankly, right now, let's just celebrate that he's cleared to play and uh, he'll be on the court eventually uh, with, with for, USC, for USC, which is, which is, you know, pr- pretty cool. And USC, like I said, uh, ESPN released that updated mock draft. Isaiah Collier, the point guard for USC, he's the top player. So him and Bronny James were supposed to be a big part of that backcourt. So looks like we'll finally get to see them play together. Yeah, that, that could be very exciting for the college season. All right. Well, let's wrap things up there. I know we both have other stuff to, to run <laughs> off to, but thank that you, day. everybody, for, for watching. It is one of those days. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening, though. Make sure you do subscribe to the YouTube channel. And don't forget to check us out over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.